I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me and the conclusion of Between the Sheets by Jordi Mand. In parts one and two, we met both Marion, the mother of Alex, an elementary school student, and his teacher, Teresa. Marion has confronted Teresa in her classroom about the affair she knows Teresa is having with her husband. She discovered their salacious email exchange and is there to confront her. After initially denying the romantic relationship, Teresa reluctantly answers Marion's probing questions about where they met and how often they've been intimate, until she finally turns things on Marion. She pushes back, questioning what kind of mother and wife she's been to her family, and then she drops a bomb. She and Curtis plan to move in together and start a life of their own. This is the conclusion to Between the Sheets by Jordy Mand. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, well. So, how how is this going to work? Will he be moving in with you? Because you're sure as hell not taking the house, so... Where will you be living, exactly? We're figuring that out. You're moving in together and you haven't figured out where you'll be living? We haven't made any firm decisions yet. Well, that says something at least. It doesn't say anything. No, it does actually. Curtis is usually very good with those sorts of things, those sorts of details. It's sort of a strength of his. What is a strength of his? Moving. I've never had the stomach for it, but he, he loves it. The looking, the searching for the perfect place, the packing even, so... It's just interesting that you haven't talked about it. I would have thought it would be the first thing he would have talked about. We're waiting until the end of the school year to decide. Of course you are. And he'll probably move in with you in your little apartment until you find something more comfortable. Probably. And will the two of you be living off of your salary or will he be picking up more work? How is that going to sort itself out? We're figuring it out. I'm guessing you've never been married before? No, I haven't. How many men have you been with? That's not any of your business. Have you ever lived with someone? A boyfriend? A partner? I know what I'm getting myself into. All right. I just hope you're prepared, that's all. You're going to need more than a goddamn teaching gig to keep the two of you afloat. We'd be living in the gutter if You wouldn't be living in the gutter. You don't have to be so dramatic. You're not the only one contributing at home. In our household... Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. I know how much each of you makes. Oh, you do? Yes, he's told me. Has he? Has he 
also told you how much we've had to borrow from my family over the past few years? How I had to take on a new position at the office with longer hours so we could finally start paying them back? I know things have been tight. And how I had to beg him to take on more clients, but he still couldn't get his shit together? Did he tell you that? He did. He's told me all of that. He's also told me that you're the one who insists on vacationing twice a year and that he's never seen you wear the same pair of shoes twice. Oh, go fuck yourself. I know that work has been slow for him. He's looking at his options, maybe changing career paths. You don't just change career paths at his age. He's looking at his options. You are so naive, it is unbelievable. We will figure it out. Neither of us are concerned about that right now. Of course you're not. Everything is so easy for the two of you, isn't it? You have no obligations, no responsibilities. You don't have to worry about carpool or a new refrigerator or who's taking whose parent to the doctor. You don't have to worry about anything. Right now, it's just you and your future. You've got the rest of your lives to figure everything out. That's all going to change. You know that, don't you? This honeymoon of yours will end and eventually you'll be dealing with life just like the rest of us. Eventually, you'll be left with the dishes and the mortgage and the passing the newspaper back and forth in the morning without uttering a single fucking word. If you're actually going to do this, if the two of you are going to insist on breaking this family apart, then you deserve each other. And whatever miserable existence you find yourselves living with, I'm not trying to break your family apart. Well, that's what's going to happen, isn't it? You're going to rip us apart with your bare hands. That's not true. And if Curtis thinks for one fucking second that he'll have custody of any kind... Curtis is a wonderful father. Yeah, well, he's a shitty husband. You don't need to punish him Trust me. If I wanted to punish him, I would do a lot worse. This is for Alex. Alex loves his father. And if either of you stop to consider how he's going to react to this... How he's going to react when he learns that his father is leaving. And not just leaving, but leaving to be with his teacher. Alex and I are close. You don't think that will change? I know. In time, I think that he'll... I think that he will come to... This will destroy Alex. I'm prepared to do whatever it takes to make this easy for him. He isn't good with other kids. Kids? He'll be replaced. No one is replacing anyone. And I'm going to be the one who's going to be picking him up off the floor while the two of you start a new life together. He will be part of that. Alex will be the center of our lives. Curtis always wanted a bigger family. Well, he doesn't. We've talked about it. Now that he'll have this young trophy wife. Stop. He'll be so thrilled to start over again with you. You'll give him everything he always wanted. That's not true. It is. It is true. No, it's not. He'll give him the perfect fucking... I can't have children. Have you tried or... No, I haven't tried. So you've chosen not to? No. Then how would you... Because when my uterus was removed, it became pretty fucking clear that I wasn't going to be having children. What? When did... You know, I don't actually want to talk about this with you. I wasn't even thinking about children at your age. Well, I've been thinking about it my whole life, so... I miscarried. Did he tell you that? Twice. The first time I wasn't very far along, but the second time... I had to deliver. It was awful. Curtis was heartbroken. 
that whole period of time was... No one tells you that it might be difficult, that it might not happen the way you imagine. You expect that when you want to have a child, you'll be able to, that it will... You have options. You can adopt. Would you have adopted? We talked about it. And? And Curtis wanted to keep trying. Then we had Alex. It's hard, you know. Whether you have a child or not, it's hard. Some things make it harder. Having a child, it's... It's the most complicated, wonderful, horrific relationship I've ever had. Alex means well. Of course he does. He's my baby. He's just... Are you all right? I think I'm just tired. I'm exhausted, actually. Me too. Sometimes... Sometimes... I just want to be left alone somewhere. Far away, where nobody can find me. He knows that. What? Curtis. He knows that you want to be left alone. I didn't mean literally. Still. He can tell, he can feel that you... Being left and being left alone are two very different things. He's tried. Tried? He's suggested that you see someone together. That doesn't constitute trying. He's just given up. He hasn't given up. No? No, he... He wants his life to be different. We all do. We all want our lives to be different. That doesn't give him permission to live his life however he wants, to exit his marriage. I've had opportunities too, you know, to be with other people, but I would never act on it. I would never do that to him. The worst part is he hasn't even given me a chance. He has given you a chance. No, he hasn't. He has never sat me down and talked to me about it. He has. You don't... What? I don't what? Listen. That is not true. He's told me he's tried to talk to you about it, but you change the subject or you leave the room. He's told me you've literally left the room mid-conversation because he brought something up that you didn't want to hear. Once. That happened once. Everything has to be your way all the time. I shouldn't have to apologize for having high expectations. You're right. You shouldn't. But if he can't talk to you, if you won't listen to him... I listen. How is it any kind of partnership if you You, don't... You've never been married. What the hell would you know about it? I know that if you love someone, if you respect them... It's not as easy as just... Are you in love with him? That is a very difficult question to answer. It shouldn't be. Well, it is. We'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? 
you're staring at me like I should say something, but I'm, I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. You understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. When you've lived with someone, when you've known someone as long as we've known each other, it... We also used to talk all the time. When we first met, when we first started dating, we... We were inseparable. We couldn't stand being apart from one another. He had this infectious energy. He made me feel like I could do anything, like anything was possible. But you get older. You change, and your relationship isn't the way it used to be. You're not the way you used to be. You don't mean for it to happen. It just does. And then you have a child, a family, and everything just... I know we've grown distant. I've felt it for a long time now, but I don't... I don't know how to reach him. I I don't know how to let him know that I'm still here, that I'm still... How did you do it? What? You found a way to get close to him. What did you do? I didn't do anything. You did? You connected to him. How? I don't know. I listened to him. And? And what? What else? Nothing. No, you figured something out. I didn't figure anything out. You did. Give me a way to connect to him. Give me a way to... This. Is this what he likes? What? Please. This is my marriage. You, you've only known each other a couple of months. We've been together for 24 years. I was there when he got his first job. I was there when his mother died. When our son was born. We've shared an entire life together. I know him in a way that no one else will. Please, give me a way to... Stop! What you're asking me... I don't understand. How can you not know how to connect to your own husband? If you've had so much time together, why is it taking you so long to... It is not my fault that you needed something like this to happen in order for you to see how lucky you are. How lucky you are to have the life that you have. Curtis has been so good to me. You have no idea what that means. You care about each other. No, you have no idea what my life has been like. For the past few years, I couldn't be touched. I couldn't let anyone get close to me. I had difficulty leaving my house. I didn't socialize. I had to take a break from teaching. Everything about my life changed. Having such a huge part of me just taken out like that, like somebody scooped everything out. I have this giant hole inside me. I can feel it when I lie down, when I bend over. There is this huge part of me that is missing. He is the first person that I have been able to stand being around. The first person I let into my life that I can actually talk to about it without... Is there no one you... Trust me. I've tried, but I see that look in their eyes, that glazed look they get. If I start talking about it, no one wants to hear about it. No one wants you to talk about it. Everyone wants you to just move on. But... I can't. It's all I think about. It consumes me. I see women, ordinary women, walking down the street, women with their children, and I just, I lose it. I break down on the sidewalk, just seeing a baby carriage. I understand. How can you possibly understand? I can imagine. You've had a child. I will never be able to... 
They kept telling me. At the hospital, they tried to prepare me for it. They told me what they were doing, what they were taking out, that there would be no way for me to... I'm going through menopause! Menopause! It's... Can't they give you something? I've tried everything. Nothing works. I'm just so sick of it. The wearing hundreds of layers all the time because I never know when I'm going to be hot or cold. The feeling like I'm crawling out of my skin. The exhaustion. The emptiness. I'm sick of... Hello? Did you... No, no, he won't wear those. No, he doesn't like the way that... The blue ones in the bottom drawer. I, I know, I can hear him. No, I, I'm still at the office. I know, I'm on my way home. No, 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 don't put him on. Tell him it's okay, tell him. Okay, bye. Everything all right? It's Alex. It's he. I have to get home. It was never about you. You know that, don't you? And yet, here we are. You know, I... I wasn't thinking clearly. What? What I did. What you did? I sent them. Sent what? What you wrote, the exchanges, the emails. I don't understand. The emails you wrote each other, I sent them to Mr. Williams. I, I didn't think it through. You... what? He's not the only one. What do you mean, he's not the only... I sent them to the parents' board. The board? The chair, Barbara, she's a family friend. Oh, my God. I told them to fire you. I told them I'd pull Alex out of school. I said I would make a scene if they didn't get rid of you. When did you... This morning. I sent them this morning. No. I, I didn't think it through. You have to fix this. How? I don't know. You have to contact them. You have to write to them or call them. You have to tell them it isn't... What? That it isn't true? It is true. But you... You should have come to me first. Why didn't you come to me first? You could have at least given me a chance to... To what? I don't know. To... This is my job. My income. You'll be okay. Okay? You think someone else is going to hire me after... You're a good teacher. Tell them that. Tell them what you just said to me. I don't know what difference it will make. It... I'll go to them myself if I have to. I'll tell them everything. I'll tell them the entire situation. I'll tell them about Curtis, about you coming to see... You knew. This... Entire time, when you first walked in here, you let me... I told you... Why would you do something so... Why? Because... I didn't want to be the only one in pain. So this... This makes you feel better? No. You know, I have always tried to give you the benefit of the doubt. Always. Get out. I didn't mean to. Yes, you did. You did mean to. I didn't know what I was doing. You knew exactly what you were doing. I didn't. Get out. 
Teresa. Out! That was the conclusion of Between the Sheets by Jordy Mann. It featured Susan Coyne and Christine Horn. The original theatrical production was directed by Kelly Thornton. It had its world premiere at Nightwood Theatre. This episode's sound design and edit are by Chris Tolley. We'll be back next with an interview with Jordy Mand, the playwright of Between the Sheets. Until then, check out some of the other Play Me shows featuring Christine Horn, including Iceland by Nicholas Bion and Saving Grace by Nicholas Bion and Rosamond Small as part of the Quarantine Chronicles. Thanks for listening. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley in partnership with CBC Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at expectheatre or Instagram at PlayMePodcast. And if you haven't already, please consider rating and reviewing us. It helps us get our podcast out to more listeners. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information about our plays, please visit playmepodcasts.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca podcasts.